welcome to the Birmingham Vineyard podcast. We hope you find it insightful and encouraging. If you want to find out more about us, why not check out our website, birminghamvineyard.com. Today we're going to have a bit of back and forth, so I'm going to ask a few questions sometimes, and I would love it if you guys shout the answers back. It doesn't matter, you're not going to get anything wrong. So let's quickly practice that to make sure everyone is awake. I want to give you about three seconds to think about your week, and you can think of a number between 0 and 10 as to how you would rate your week. 10 being the best week of my life, obviously the other end is not. So, after three, I want you all to shout out that number so I can hear you. Ready? One, two, three. Okay. I might not know each of your weeks, but we know the Lord does. That's great. Thank you very much. All right. It's so lovely to see you here with us this morning. And as has been said, it is the first week of Advent. Does anyone know what Advent means? Yes. Countdown till Christmas. That is a lovely, lovely way of putting it. I love it. Anyone else, any ideas about how we might... Yeah. Arrival. Ooh, I like it. What's arriving, Rowan? Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So in the season of Advent, we are waiting in expectation, as has been said, for the arrival of Jesus, which is so exciting. And today I'm even more excited because we get to make Chris Stingles, which I love. So, excuse me. Christmas is the time of year when we get to celebrate God coming to earth in the form of a man, a baby born to Mary in just the most extraordinary circumstances. Yeah, all of those circumstances happened so that people would know that this baby is God's own son, the long-awaited Messiah. Jesus came down to earth and grew up to show us exactly what the boundless love of God looks like. So this year, our Advent series is called Love Came Down. We're going to learn a bit more about God's amazing love now because the wonderful Grace has agreed to come and read to us from Zephaniah chapter 3, verse uh, 17. Sorry, Zephaniah 3, 17. There you go. (laughs) Thank you, Grace. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. Thank you, Grace. Absolutely. That is wonderful. Thank you. I actually only had her enlisted yesterday, so isn't she wonderful? Thank you. (laughs) Okay, so... I love that verse from the Bible. It's actually one of my favourites, to the point that Rob and I named our son, his middle name, Zephaniah, after the book, which it's from. Zephaniah means treasured by God. And in this one verse, we can see just how much God treasures each one of us. Even though it is just a single verse in the Bible, it does say quite a lot, doesn't it? So it needs a bit of investigating. Can you guys help me out? I have, I'm not going to put it on because it's actually really hot, but I've got a great big coat here that I could wear. 
if I was doing some detective work. I wanted to bring a hat, but I actually didn't have any detective hats. But sometimes we also need a few pieces of equipment if we're going to do some detective work and some investigating. What kind of stuff might a detective use? What do you reckon? Yes. A magnifying glass. Amazing. Anything else? Oh, Grace, what do you think? Binoculars. Oh, I like it. Rowan? UV light. Oh, very fancy. Okay, let's have one more. Yes? A torch. Fabulous. Well, I have brought with me this morning one of those items. I might have to really strain to pick this up. It's a magnifying glass. <laughs> it is the only one I can find. I've actually lent it. So thank you so much for that. Um, yeah, it is a magnifying glass, even if you can't see it. <laughs> that is what I'm holding. Um, <laughs> and what does a magnifying glass do? Yes, no. Shout it. Can't. It helps you see. Okay, how does it do that? What do you reckon, Aidan? It does make things bigger, that's right, it magnifies things. And why might we want things to be made bigger if we're detecting? What do you reckon, Taya? Because they might be footprints, footprints from a small creature, so we might want to see that. Is there anything else we might want to see? Yes. I can't hear you. That's right, we do need to look closer to be able to see things. So what kind of thing, what do you reckon? Sorry? Clues, what kind of clues were we looking for? What do we reckon? Yeah? Fingerprints. Fingerprints. That is something that we want to make bigger so that we can see if they match. So, reading the Bible can be a bit like doing a bit of detective work. We want to look really carefully at all the words to find out what God is telling us about himself in what is written. And we find God's fingerprints all over the Bible. So let's look at our first part of the verse from the book of Zephaniah. It says, The Lord your God is in your midst. Does anyone find that a bit of a funny phrase? I'm not even sure what my midst is. What is it, um, Aidan? Can you help me? Something going around you. Oh, yeah. That is a good way of putting it. So, it's a bit like saying, God is right here. Excellent. So, our first clue about what God's love looks like is that he is telling us he is right here with us. He isn't far away. He came down as Jesus and gave his Holy Spirit to be with us always. It is so fantastic that he is that close to us that it is impossible for us to be alone. So the next part of the verse tells us that God is a mighty one who will save us. That sounds quite exciting. A mighty one who saves. Can anyone give me an examples of something mighty? What do you reckon, so? A what, sorry? A knight. Oh, in shining armour. Excellent. Anything else? Yes? Yeah. God. Absolutely. <laughs> Fantastic. Yes, Taylor. Any, any others? Yeah. 
A lion. Okay, so I've got some pictures here of some mighty animals and people. Can anyone give me a nice, mighty pose? What's your mightiest pose? Oh, well, we've all gone for this kind of thing. Any, any other position? Oh, even further out. I love that. We're, we're really reaching out there. Excellent. I love it. You're all looking very mighty this morning. <laughs> so... A mighty one who saved. I absolutely love this because it's showing us that God is not only right here with us in our midst, but he is strong, he is mighty, and he is promising to save us. So what comes next? He will rejoice over you with gladness. Another version puts this as he will take great delight in you. Who here? takes great delight in something. What makes you rejoice in gladness? Oh, Becky. I was chocolate. That's chocolate. Well, my first example is an ice cream, so <laughs> we're on a wave. <laughs> yes, Rowan, what delights you? Your lizard. Amazing. Yes, Grace. Drama. Oh, yeah, drama is delightful. Yes, Snow, what do you find delightful? Daisy, our dog, just to be clear. Oh, hello. Pardon. Sweets! Excellent. Oh, yes. Sorry? Video games. So we love things that we, we can cuddle, we can play with, we can eat that are delicious. Oh, Alice. A unicorn! Unicorns are delightful, obviously. <laughs> exactly. So... That feeling of gladness, joy, delight. Imagine if we woke up every single morning knowing deep down in our hearts that the mighty one who will save us, the creator of heaven and earth, feels those things about us. Why don't you take a couple of minutes talking to one another and thinking about what life might look like if we really understood that God loves us in that way. Just 30 seconds, just say, what, what could life be like? Okay, wonderful. And you know what? You can carry on that conversation over lunch. <laughs> um, so what's our next clue about God's love for us? The verse tells us that he, God, will quiet us by his love. That is such a beautiful picture of how intimately Father God cares for us. Can you remember a time in your life when you were having a really good cry? Maybe you'd fallen off your bike and were hurt, or maybe something really sad had happened. I don't know about you, but if I'm crying like that, I don't really feel like I can talk about it yet. Sometimes all I need is a really big cuddle. I've got some pictures here um, coming up. Yeah, these are from the hospital when our daughter Snow was born. And we had to stay in hospital for a few days because Snow came a little bit early and I wasn't very well either. So actually there was a time when she was in one ward and I was in a different one and we weren't able to be in the same room. Oh, hello. <laughs> so this picture, when I read this verse, I just remember this moment when Snow was able to come back to me. And it was really lovely and wonderful for me because I could show her I loved her, 
by giving her cuddles again. And the picture that God is giving us is a bit like a promise of a close and safe embrace in the most painful moments of life. God is saying that his incredible love can surround us when our hearts are hurting. He can soothe us like a mummy might do with her crying baby. It is a love beyond words. He can comfort us straight from his heart to ours. So the verse finishes by saying that he will exalt over you with singing. Can anyone tell me another word for exalt? Do you know what it means? Oh, rejoice. Fabulous. Any other words that we might, any other synonyms? Oh, yes. Being happy. Fabulous. It is an expression of sheer joy. God is telling us that he loves us so much, he can't help but burst into song and celebrate. It's like he's having a party for each one of us. So all together from this verse, we have learned that God is always with us. He is mighty and he will save us. He surrounds us with his love and soothes us. And he rejoices over us and sings with joy. Should we go through that list together so we can remember it? God is always with us. He is mighty and will save us. He surrounds and soothes us with his love. He rejoices over us with singing. Fabulous. This is why we love Christmas so much. God sent us this love to be with us in human form when Jesus was born. When we worship him, what we're doing in our hearts is we're putting him on the throne where he belongs. And we're opening up our hearts to receive that love from him. So we're going to do some more worshipping now. And guys, let's just really express how that love makes us feel. If you feel like dancing, you can. If you feel like sitting quietly in his love, you can. And if you just want to sing, wonderful. Let's just bring him praise together. Amen. Thank you, guys. And sorry for not giving you much notice there. <laughs> Fabulous. Well, it's the Christingle making time of the service. How exciting. And I'm going to invite the fabulous Taya up to read another verse for us. And you're looking wonderfully Christmassy, I must say. I'm being very out Christmas. Ready? When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the Lord of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have light of the light. Amazing. Thank you, Taya. Ooh, clapping into the mic. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Fabulous. Jesus is the light of the world. That's from John 8, verse 12. Has anyone ever been by a campfire when it's cold and dark outside? How did it make you feel? Maybe you've toasted some marshmallows and maybe you've even sung songs together as you kept warm. You might have made loads of Christingles over the year or this could have been your first time. You might never have heard of it before. They 
are a way of reminding us that Jesus is the light of the world. He is always with us and we can bring his wonderful life and love and light with us wherever we go when we're talking to other people. Just like you can carry your Christingle in your hands, when we ask Jesus into our hearts, we carry him with us wherever we go. A Christingle is an orange wrapped in a red ribbon or tape with some sweet things stuck around the sides and a candle on top. Each of these parts help us to remember something about Jesus and why he came into the world at Christmas time. So, all, well, I think you've all been given a brown bag. Has everyone got one? Has anyone not got one? That sounds good. Fabulous. Okay, so we're going to build a Christingle together now. And don't worry if you find it fiddly, because you will be witnessing fiddly assemblage at the front here. So there we go. The first thing we need is an orange. Wave your orange at me. That looks nice. <laughs> okay. Can anyone tell me what they think an orange might be representing? Yes. The earth, exactly the world. So in Genesis chapter 1, it says, In the beginning, God made the heavens and the earth. And we read at the start of John's gospel that Jesus was there in the beginning. Jesus is God himself, the creator of the whole world and everything in it, including you and me. And Jesus is holding the world, reigning over it as king, whilst also being close to each one of us. He has a plan for our world, and we get to be part of it. Okay, so the next part of our Christingle is to do with the little cocktail sticks. Can anyone tell me what the four seasons are? Not the hotel. Yes. Winter. Any others? Oh, someone over there. Yes. Spring. Two more. Yeah. Autumn and summer. Excellent. So I'm willing to bet that between us, we all probably like and maybe dislike different seasons a different amount. Some of them feel more difficult than others. And that is a bit of a picture or a metaphor for our lives. Sometimes things can feel really easy, really fun. Everything just ticks along nicely. And sometimes it can feel really, really hard, like it's a bit of a fight to get through the day, like surviving in a stuffy hot room in summer or fighting through a snowstorm or something like that. But remember that Jesus is holding the whole world. So we can trust that he will carry us through everything. So you should have four cocktail sticks and some sweeties. Now the sweets are there to remind us that no matter what the season in our lives, actually God is able to bring us hope and able to bring good things to... Um, yeah, just calling up Rob. Good things to us, no matter what's going on. Even when things feel really, really difficult, actually, he is able to comfort us. He's able to bring good things out of the season sometimes, even when it feels really tough. So, get your cocktail stick, stick a sweet on it first, for safety reasons, and then prick it into the orange once the sweets are on. I've got my very fabulous assistant doing this for me, because... You know, 
risks of injury. Oh, Rowan, that is beautiful. Yours looks like a crown. I love it. Fabulous. So, what's the next part of the Christingle? Does anyone know? Yes. We're on the ribbon. Does anyone know what the ribbon is representing? I'll pop them in first. Sorry? Jesus' blood. Okay, that is correct. So, Jesus was God's plan for the world. When we celebrate Jesus coming into the world as a baby at Christmas time, we're also celebrating that we have life with God forever because Jesus died for us and rose again. So there will come a day when there is no more darkness of war or pain or suffering. So we're going to tie this ribbon around the orange just to remind us of the love that we talked about earlier that wraps around the whole world because Jesus, his sacrifice was for the whole world and his love surrounds the world like this ribbon. He loved us despite our sin and he was able to redeem us on the cross. I'm going to see how we're doing. Look at that. That's way more pretty than mine would be, Rob. Thank you. And a bow as well. You wouldn't have got a bow from me. I'm going to show everyone. Look at that. Very nice. <laughs> I think it does deserve a clap, especially as I didn't warn him about this. <laughs> okay, what is the last part of our Christingle? Yes? The candle. Amazing. Okay, so you should have a little birthday candle and also the little candle holding spike. What do we call that? I don't know. Yeah, pop it in. So yeah, put the candle into its little holder first and then pop it at the top of your Christingle. Okay, this is the part that reminds us that Jesus is the light of the world. He is the light of all people shining in the darkness. We have a choice to walk out of the darkness into the light of Jesus. We can choose to come back to our Father when we mess up and remain in his healing love. We can choose to carry that light for ourselves and to choose to love and serve those around us, whatever the cost. Jesus came into the world for all people. There are so many people, our friends, family, neighbours, who don't yet know that Jesus is, well, there for them, that his comforting love is available to them and that his sacrifice was made for them. But we've got the privilege of sharing the good news of Jesus with others, especially at Christmas, when actually there's so many opportunities to tell people why we're really celebrating. When you get home, you can light your candle and you can think about how Jesus reigns over the whole world with his light. This candle can be taken with you into dark places we can even light other candles by one candle and we don't lose the strength of the flame of the first one. And Jesus' light is like that. It can't be quenched. It can't be weakened. It can be shared. Okay, so when you get home and light these candles, you can pop it in a dark place. You can pop it on the window where people might be able to see it. And you can think about how Jesus' light in you, if you've asked him to be in your heart, 
can be on display for others as well. So we're going to take a few moments now just to chat with our neighbour, family, friends, whoever you're sitting with, and just think about how you can bring God's light into the places you're going to this week. We've got plenty of fabulous Christmassy things coming up at the church that you might want to invite a friend to. So why don't we just spend a few minutes talking to each other, but also listening to God and asking him to think about, help you think about who he might want you to invite, maybe to a carol service, to maybe to one of the parties, maybe to something else, just to be friends with people as well. Yeah, fabulous. Let's, let's pray together, but let's also chat as well. If you haven't asked Jesus to be the light of your life yet, you absolutely can do that today if you want to. So please do chat to somebody as well to ask them for some help because we don't always know that process. But actually, you can pray with each other. And if you have decided to do that today, do let one of us know so we can give you a little response bag and think about all the next steps. We're going to go back into a time of worship as we pray and as we think about where God wants us to be this coming week and these coming few weeks in the Advent season. We hope you enjoyed the talk and found it helpful. Why not come along and visit us? We gather at three services across two sites on a Sunday and meet during the week in small groups across the city. More information on both of these can be found on our website. Thanks for listening and God bless.